0: You are listening to Hope for Women with Father Wounds, Episode 5, Forgiving Our Fathers. I am your host, Kia Stevens. This podcast is for women who have experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but an emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. I hate him. A reader said to me, as she described her father, I don't forgive him for abandoning me and making me feel neglected. I do not forgive him for forgetting. He had a child and moving on with his life. I can't forgive him in the court of popular opinion. Her sentiments are justified. It is hard to forgive any man who willingly chooses to abdicate the responsibility of fathering his child. There are no excuses that would substantiate this behavior. For many, it's difficult to imagine why a man would not be present in his child's life. I can still remember the Cheshire cat grin that spanned the width of my husband's face both times the sonogram revealed we were having a baby. I have watched this same excitement govern his interaction with our sons. For some men, the sheer joy and privilege of being a father seems to permeate their existence. And for others, The mere thought of bringing a life into this world terrifies them or doesn't seem to impact them at all. Thus, countless men and women grow up without a father. I did. My parents met and married with limited knowledge about one another. And as a result, their marriage ended shortly after I was born. I have a few memories of supervised visits and gifts left on the front porch of my grandparents' home for birthdays and Christmas But for much of my childhood, my father was absent from my life. There are no fond memories of daddy-daughter date nights, special words of affirmation, or times of feeling like daddy's little girl. Instead, I have memories of being raised by my single mother while questioning where my daddy was when I needed him most. This is why I understood my reader's words. I, too, had tasted the mixed cocktail of anger, sorrow, and bitterness, I, too, had father wounds, punctures to the soul of a girl and a woman. Knowingly and unknowingly, fathers have harmed daughters with their absence, whether resulting from abandonment, divorce, incarceration, death, abuse, addictions, or mental disorders. Consequently, wounded girls grow into wounded women and may remain in this state for a lifetime. Memories wrap around our souls like skin, reminding us with every movement of the pain inflicted knowingly and unknowingly by our fathers, that event he missed, the words he said, his actions louder than words. And we are often oblivious to the weight this record of wrongs has on our life. It was in my own state of oblivion that a counselor asked a poignant question. Have you written a forgiveness letter to your father? She said, why? He wasn't around, I naively thought to myself. In 30 years, it never occurred to me that I needed to dispense unmerited mercy to my dad. After that probing question, I played a game of tug of war with a pressing decision to forgive him or to forgive him not. The fear of reoccurring wounds made a forgiveness commitment difficult. I couldn't figure out how or why I should give up my list of grievances for someone who might hurt me again. Torn between two options, I finally made the choice to grant grace to my dad. Books became the hammer I used to chip away at my stubborn will. One in particular stands out. Joyce Myers, Christian author and speaker, details the abuse she suffered at the hands of her father in a book, Beauty for Ashes. She says, I was sexually, physically, verbally, mentally, and emotionally abused from the time I can remember until I finally left home at the age of 18. Her story, jagged and mired with thorns, is difficult to read, let alone live through. Even still, Joyce details how she forgave her father at the end of the book. She offers a compelling case for letting go of offenses, but it was not enough for me to immediately forgive my father. I needed more than another woman's journey to give up my right to hold his pardon hostage my forgiveness journey was not immediate. It was more of a process with intentional decisions I had to make and revisit multiple times and may need to revisit again. The first intentional decision I made in forgiving my father was admitting I needed to. We must be willing to acknowledge we have father wounds, say what our father did to cause them and what happened in our lives as a result. This is not so we can hold it over our father for punishment but so we can experience genuine forgiveness. But how? How do we do this when our wounded minds are like a perpetual DVR recording and replaying negative memories? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I believe a forgiveness letter is one tool that can facilitate our healing This letter is for you alone and should not be given to your father. If your father has harmed you, it may be tempting to seek revenge. You may want to hurt him the way he has hurt you. Don't do it. The Bible has given us specific instruction as to how we are to treat those who wrong us. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Romans 12 and 19. I remember when I wrote a forgiveness letter at the urging of my counselor. Initially, writing a forgiveness letter was awkward, like writing a letter to a stranger. But as I began to write, a reservoir of words and emotions poured out. I was shocked. Feelings surfaced that I didn't even know were there. And how could I have known I was carrying a buffet full of undealt with emotions if I never took the time to acknowledge their existence? Out of sight, out of mind, right? Right wrong. Whether we decide to process our pain or not, it will impact us. Our bodies are not designed to store hurt. Eventually, it will reemerge. And though it is difficult to move beyond the pain, moving is a must. Masking, faking, and running won't work. We must face our problems. This vulnerable place offers God something to work with. I could not complete my letter in one sitting In fact, there were times in the letter writing process that uprooted deep-seated hurts repressed for years. Those hurts had to be grieved before I could continue. I want to encourage you not to rush the process, but let the process guide you on your healing journey. Once the letter was completed, I read it aloud, alone, and to an empty chair. This is another forgiveness technique that enables you to envision yourself speaking to your offender. I cannot say that I was completely free after this, but I was better. I forgave my dad first with my will, and then I asked God to help my mind and emotions follow suit. In time, they did just that. This work is not easy. You may feel like the pain is too deep and the healing is an impossible dream, but you can do it with God's help. The second intentional decision I made was giving myself permission to grieve what I did not experience. We need to communicate to ourselves that it is okay to grieve what was lost. Our childhood, father-daughter experiences, desires, and memories. We don't have to be super women grinning and bearing our pain. We can take the necessary time to grieve and this may take many forms. It may be through journaling, a support group, a counselor, our tears, or times of prayer and Bible reading. The main priority is that we give ourselves the time and space to mourn what has been lost rather than dismiss it and act as if we are not bothered by it. The third intentional decision I made was to identify the lies I was telling myself. As daughters who have been wounded by our fathers, we may tell ourselves it is our fault or that we are not loved, valued, seen, special, and wanted. The truth is that we are all these things to our Heavenly Father. Psalms 13913 13 through 14 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. We are God's idea. He loves us unconditionally. The only way to counter the lies we are tempted to believe is with the powerful and effective word of God. We have to use God's word as the barometer for truth. This requires a daily intake of God's scriptural truth in order to readily distinguish between truth and the opposite of it. Hebrews 4 and 12 says for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attributes of the heart. The fourth intentional decision is to choose a lifestyle of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not dismissing the actions of our father. Forgiveness is relinquishing our right to hold him responsible for the wrong he knowingly or unknowingly did to us. The common misconception regarding forgiveness is that it is for the offender. Or if I forgive my offender, then he will get away with what he has done to me. There will be no consequences. He will not suffer in the same way that I have. The truth is forgiveness is for us. It frees us from the prison bitterness puts us into. On a cross, Christ died for my unforgivable acts and those of my father. He endured unbearable agony as the ultimate reflection of mercy. He did this knowing I would grudgingly offer this same gift he so freely gave to me. With Christ as my compass, I must release any and every offender. I forgive my daddy because I have been forgiven, period. And it must be noted that this choice does not justify the behavior of the guilty party. It does not dismiss or excuse the acts that they committed against you, nor does it require forgetting, denying pain or reconciliation. Forgiveness is a decision to surrender our right to hold another person responsible for the wrong that they have done to us. Though I do not know, The tender ache of the misdeeds you suffer. I know the one who has forgiven you and your offender. Christ alone is the impetus for forgiveness now and forever. If you struggle to forgive your father, consider writing him a forgiveness letter. The fifth intentional decision was to embrace a relationship with God as my heavenly father. God in his sovereignty placed encouragement in his word for those with father wounds. In Psalms 27 and 10, he says, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. In Romans 8 and 15, he says, the spirit you receive does not make you slave so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. God was intentional about communicating his heart towards us. He longs for us to know him as a perfect father, intimately concerned about the things that concerns us. First Peter five, seven, he cares about every tear you have ever cried regarding your father. And he wants to replace your sorrow with hope and peace. If you have a father wound, know that the void of a father wounded daughter is filled by the infinite love of an abundant God. Forgiveness is more a journey than a destination. When it comes to forgiving someone, sometimes it seems like we take two steps forward and one step back. I definitely feel this way. After mustering up all the strength I can to forgive, I'm seemingly catapulted back to the starting line by another wrong. Wouldn't it be great if we could all just pop some forgiveness pills and be done with it? Unfortunately, it is not that simple, but it is doable. Since there is no forgiveness caveat in the Bible, we all must figure out how to live a lifestyle of perpetual forgiveness. Whether your dad is deceased, absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't know who he is, sis, there is hope for you. Hope to be healed, hope to be secure, hope to be free, completely free, hope to be satisfied with the love of God, Yes, there is hope for women with father wounds. This was episode five of Hope for Women with Father Wounds. I am your host, Kia Stevens. Join me for episode six, How Fathers Impact Our Self-Worth. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review so that more listeners can find us. You can learn more about Kia Stevens and her ministry, The Father Swap, by visiting kiastevens.com and fatherswap.com. This episode was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts, just head over to lifeaudio.com. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size.